Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. News team, assemble! Here we are. It's the news. It's the Untitled Wrestling Podcast with your weekly news, wrestling roundup, rumours, gossip, shenanigans, gump, and all of that other stuff. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How are you, Treacle? I'm all right. Thanks, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Well, I was, I was doing Have you recovered really... from last night? <laughs> I'm tired, I'll tell you that. Got back at about quarter past half past one in the morning. Uh, went to some NXT UK uh, TV tapings for, well, they'll be airing like Christmas and just after, so. I think they've got one more from like the last round of tapings. Uh, yeah, I believe so. And then, because you said, just because of the way you said, you said one of the matches was the second match of the night, which would indicate that they've got a week left because they were hyping that as being two weeks away. Yeah, yeah. Or... Oh boy, yeah. So I got back from that about quarter past one in the morning, shattered, and then oh, woke up some bloody some some awful news, which which we'll get into in a moment. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, I'm doing all right, mate. Doing all right. Um, before we jump into news, uh, as usual, if you don't already, give us a follow on our social media: Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, and on Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Um, yeah, let's get into the news then. Um, we've got down here general chit chat on on uh, this week's TV shows, whether that be Raw, last week's SmackDown, obviously the the big full gear pay per view event that happened uh, this past weekend, uh, and Dynamite, of course. Um, I haven't watched apart from full gear anything else yet, so I'll save us the trouble of um of covering Raw and SmackDown because the the well, we don't. summer <laughs> the sum the sum amount of fuck all happened. <laughs> uh, Ro- Ro- actually there was a big thing where Roman Reigns got his first loss in like 18 months by DQ oh, okay. to-, to King Woods and then he basically did a murder on King Woods and stole his crown which was just uh, I-, I see that as a fucking crime the audacity the, the audacity indeed <laughs> um, yeah other than that lots of changes in Survivor Series teams um, Survivor yeah. Series has had absolutely piss all build this year isn't it like i know we say it every year and i know it's it's aaron's favorite pay-per-view generally and and it's well and i used to love it and it, every every survivor series match felt like it had some real meaning behind it and there was some real story going into it and now it's just a, a cobbled together mess like but for me even, survivor series doesn't even feel like a big four anymore no it doesn't money in the bank feels bigger than survivor series yeah. they've stacked that like more recently than yeah that. um yeah, the, the thing the thing with Survivor Series is as well is that you've got like the whole oh it's Battle of Brands or pick your favorite color or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like the fans don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. They the booking team certainly don't give a shit these days. Nope. It's literally them going, oh yeah, this is a dead easy pay per view to throw together because we've just got whoever's champion versus whoever's champion. Yeah. 
if we want to change it, we'll do a quick title change like they've done in previously years with Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles winning it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't get Jinder versus Brock. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, Jinder versus Brock would have been different, but I mean, the matches, the matches massacre. It would have been. Uh, At least, saying, like the matches that we got with Brock and Brian were, were fucking awesome, and Brock and, and Styles. AJ and Brock. Yeah, oh, AJ really, and Brock's really a little good. unsung hero because Brock and Brian's so good. Yeah. Brian had the best near fall on Brock Lesnar I think I've ever seen in my entire life mm. and like that that's when we had that Drew match where it was just the fear that you were going to just like not give Drew the belt <laughs> uh, simpler times when we wanted Drew to be champion simpler times I mean say simpler um, times this was only a matter of like a couple of years ago yeah but, um, but, but yeah Survivor Series has just lost its shine for me now like it's it's just, it's suddenly like three weeks before the pay-per-view we're meant to suddenly believe that there's this like rivalry between Raw and SmackDown. And I know they try their they, best to hype it up on social media as well. You see like Fox and whoever putting out like their, their tweets and their things on Instagram kind of trying to hype this thing up. But, but they did the draft like three weeks ago. ago. Yeah. 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 So even, even in that like sense, it's like, well, you, you've, you're going on about, oh, it's brand supremacy. Most of Team Raw... We're on SmackDown a month ago. We're on SmackDown or NXT yeah. a few weeks ago. Most of Team SmackDown were on Raw or NXT a few weeks ago. So... It's not it's like this the, has been a rivalry in the making for months. It's not like there's this sort of, like, heated thing between them and they've been going at it and this is finally when they clash. It's just like, well... None of them cared about each other up until a month ago. So why are we supposed to suddenly care now? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, it's sad because I do really enjoy Survivor Series, but not anymore. It's just that's it, right. It's well, like I, I didn't even, do. Sorry, gone. I was gonna say I didn't even bother to watch Extreme Rules because it was like, well, if you don't care about promoting a pay per view, why the fuck should I watch it? Yeah, exactly. Like, li- literally. The, like I'm at the point with WWE where the product's almost insulting. Yeah. Well, it and, is Raw or SmackDown and to some extent NXT. And the pay-per-views. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right, like, yeah. Literally, the, on, the only thing that I really go my way to watch from WWE is NXT, okay? Because mm. it's just like NXT before it got like ruined by going into the fucking Wednesday Night Wars. Yeah. When yeah. they like watered it down because it was like two hours. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. As for ha- however, there was speaking of pay per views, there was a bloody good pay per view this past week. Oh, oh yes, oh. didn't it just? Oh, it was a fucking banging show that was, mate. Oh, I watched that the, the day after my half marathon while I was resting my achy limbs, and what I, was your I avoided. Match? Hey, what was your favorite match? Oh. Kingston and Punk was was Kingston oh, Punk was spicy. Kingston Punk was spicy. Um, and Omega was really fucking good. I liked how Mango. It wasn't the match of the night. It had the, obviously the most story going into it. It was the most anticipated. What was interesting about Hangman Omega was it felt like they left like the door open for the rematch. Yeah, because like obviously everyone was like Hangman's going to kick out the Warming Angel. He didn't. Didn't. No. And I think it was like, okay, we're we're gonna have him kick out in the rematch to kind of solidify himself. And then, yeah, obviously, Kenny's got a lot of injury problems and he yeah. needs to, like, 
rebuild his body before building another match with that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Opening match, another saying like fa- favorite match, MJF and Darby Allen. MJF Darby Allen was an absolute banger. Why do they not let MJF wrestle that much? I mean, I get it. He's like a heel and he is M- kind of M- skirts his way around not having to wrestle as much as he can. But when he does, wow. MJF's like a modern day Ruddy Piper, though, isn't he? Yeah. He the wrestle. Piper didn't, re- Piper didn't wrestle much back in the day. No, no. He'd, he'd wrestle when he needed to. Yeah, but he, and you he know it. His, <laughs> yeah, he got his mouth into into trouble a lot of times. MJF's yeah. like, I think he's going to be the guy to to take the belt off Hangman. Mm, I feel like that. I feel like Hangman needs to have like this one more like cataclysmic event to then get him back on like like the horse, so, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. Because he's he's always good Hangman chasing. I, I I like Hangman as champion, mm. but. I thought the journey we took to Hangman winning the belt was really compelling. incredible. Yeah. So if we've got like Hangman hitting another hurdle and then having to get back up and dust himself off, that would be pretty cool. Mm. Um, on Dynamite, they did a lot of teasing for Hangman MJF down match down the line. Ah, uh, okay. I was going to say, I've not, I've not got around to watching Dynamite. Oh, yet. MJF had a very busy night on Dynamite, actually. And he had a um, promo with Punk as well. Yeah, so he had he, he did a backstage promo, which was after the match with Derby, right. and it was like fucking incredible. <laughs> it was it was literally him just like listing off like wrestlers and going, "They're your favorite wrestlers. I'm better than all of them." Um, Brilliant. And he was just like, it, he, he was just like, I I wrestle when I want to wrestle. When I do wrestle, I'm I'm proven. I'm like the best in the company. I'm not just like the best guy on the stick. I'm the best guy in the ring as well. Mm. Um, and then he going on about beating Derby with a headlock takeover again, which Shit was <laughs> the whole like build up of it was I could beat you with a headlock takeover, and then he did after <laughs> hitting him with a fucking diamond ring. Um, and then yeah, he come out the ring, out of the ring. Um, I think he was trying to call out Hangman, and then he said everyone in the back scared me, and then Punk just come out and stared him down and like laughed at him, walked off. And um, Jeff was like. <laughs> Furious because like punk because he like he, he introduced himself and punk just laughed at him and walked away. I saw he put his hand out for a shake and then punk just sort of laughed yeah, and like, binned him off. Like let let's let's restart. Hi, I'm Maxwell. Um, <laughs> like a slimy little shit. And then there's that picture going around of a, a nine year old MJF meeting CM Punk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, also um, obviously a full gear. We got a new number one contenders to the AW title. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian Danielson. Defeating Miro, like I fucking said to everybody, and everyone laughed at me. Oh, do you know what? I think Miro was treated really badly in that. It nah, didn't feel I like don't... a squash, but he didn't look as he didn't look dominant really at any point. The the thing is though, is that it was meant to be Moxley in that match. Mm. Like it was a last minute thing. Miro was meant to be doing other stuff. Um, so for a last minute thing, I think they, they had a good match. I enjoyed the match. Yeah, um, yeah. Miro was like killing Brian apart. Mm. Like, but the the thing is, is that they've literally just brought brought Brian in. They're making out that he's like this fucking huge deal. That yeah, they they're going down the route that he was doing in Ring of Honor, where he's literally, I am the best wrestler in the world, and I'm going to prove it every night. Um, fair, fair. <laughs> so when he does lose, it's got to be an important loss, mm. and losing in the final to Miro is. That that be a, that would be an important loss, but losing to the newly crowned champion, 
Yeah, what a way yeah. to solidify your newly minted champion by having him beat a guy that you've literally like built up for the last built two months to be yeah. the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. It's fair, fair. And and that that's that's to say if Hangman beats him, mm. they might just pull the trigger on Brian. I mean, it looks like, but based on the way they've kind of they've kind of built it on Dynamite, it looks like they're going for Battle of the Belts for that to be like the main event. Okay. Um, they, what is Battle of the Belts? It's the eighth of January. Oh, okay, not long. It, it's the first Saturday night special they've got on TNT. Oh, so, oh it's a Saturday. Ooh, okay, yeah, it's it, they've got like a they're basically they're doing the first Dynamite on TBS. Then they've got the Saturday night special Dynamite on TNT, which is called Battle of the Belts. Um, and that's probably going to be just a show where they're just going to have every title defended on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sweet. Can't call it Clash of the Champions because WWE owns the copyright there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like Brian turned heel, he said he's going to hunt down each member of the Dark Order to show Hangman like what a mistake he's made. Jesus. Uh, he literally, he come out, he come out full of piss and vinegar. <laughs> and then he, he, like, he was in his gear and was like, I'd, I'd fight you now, but you're not ready. You're wearing an ugly leather jacket and cowboy boots. Wow. And, um, and then started shitting all over Virginia, and and uh, yeah, then Hangman and him had a pull apart, and as like they were holding Hangman back, Brian was like going, "Your boys are protecting you from me," <laughs> and um, then they got they got out and got pulled apart again, and then Evil Uno got murdered. Um, Damn, well, lots of lots of stamping on the head of Evil Uno. Oh Jesus! Like, well, you, I was going to oh, say. Let, let's not get too much into Dynamite because if you want to hear what we thought of Dynamite, um, our review of that and Rampage will be up, uh, depending on when you're listening to this, uh, fairly soon. Um, yeah, it was a very good episode of Dynamite. Um, yeah, lots of lots of uh, Brian Danielson stamping on Evil Uno's head. Um, they could have done the match stoppage there, and then just <laughs> just because he's an arsehole, he just locked in a, a, a triangle choke just for good measure. Evil Uno was already unconscious. <laughs> As you do. Uh, and then he called out Colt Cabana and there's going to be a murder in Chicago of Colt Cabana. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was cool, like, the way, actually, on Dynamite, they did a lot of, like, a lot of kind of planning ahead towards, like, then, like almost as if it was, like, hitting the reset button a bit. Um, yeah, yeah. There's cool, cool stuff to come out of it. Would definitely recommend um, to anyone who wants to check it out. Um, right shall we crack on with the actual news yes boy yes boy uh we'll kick off with wwe news huge 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 news uh coming out um early hours of this morning at time of recording uh so fightful has learned that wwe have released john morrison top dollar ashanti the adonis isaiah swerve scott Tegan Knox, Drake Maverick, Shane Thorne, and Jackson Riker. John Laurinaitis cited, I quote, budget cuts. A source told Matman's Andrew Zarian that many people in the company were blindsided by the news. No more roster cuts were expected this year, 2021, after WWE had previously fired 18 wrestlers only two weeks ago. This is just like... So obviously we we've got our we've got our Discord and this come up like through the middle of the night our time. Mm. I was I was uh, 
I'd, I'd woke up to like go get a drink and I just like looked at my phone and saw that. I was like, oh no, here we go again. Yeah. And it's just, it, it like a, a lot of the reaction we got like on Discord was people saying, how are we supposed to invest in these characters if you put them on TV and then like pull the six, rug out from underneath them within like a matter later, of weeks? They're either repackaged or gone. Yeah. Or repackaged then gone. Um, and especially like people who've like established themselves. Like you look at the last round of releases, like Keith Lee and uh, Karrion Cross. They mm-hmm. they needed no repackage. They needed no. They they were already the finished article in my mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They didn't, they didn't need anything to change. Um, Hit Row, we rave about all the time. How great they are. Yeah, I mean, it was disappointing uh, enough they got rid of B Fab only a couple of weeks ago. I can see those four like reuniting on the Indies though. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I even, really, really hope so. Even if it's just like as like what they were originally doing with Swerve as like that as like his hype crew, and I just swear be like Shane yeah. Strickland again, which yeah, is yeah, nice. Yeah. Shane Strickland's fantastic. Yeah, man. Or have him show up and as Tekker on the ground, just kill shots and start fucking stomping on people Ooh. and saying he's a soldier of fortune. Yes, please, like cowards. Do it. Um, <laughs> I mean, as Tekker on the ground, look, looking like they're gonna probably benefit a lot. From a lot of these releases, and a lot of stuff, I imagine. Yeah, Shane Thorne will probably go to Japan because his old tag team partner's there. Oh, of course, yeah. Um, um, Nick, Mikey Nichols, Mikey Nichols. Oh, Nick, what was Nick Miller? Group? Who's called Nick an Miller, NXT? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the mighty don't the mighty kneel. don't kneel. Yes, boy. I think Jonah's part of them as well. Or yeah, being an Aussie. No, he feuded Aussie. with. He, I think he feuded with them because he's got a T-shirt that says "This monster don't kneel." <laughs> um, does he put a picture up on his Instagram with them actually from a few years ago which is quite nice yeah um, yeah I mean so many talented Aussie wrestlers isn't there like it's yeah. insane yeah um, Tegan Knox that's, that's shocking to me hugely like, disappointing tremendous she mm. absolute untapped potential in WWE like and she she had like three I think was it three yeah three, three severe knee surgeries series. yeah um, so I can see WWE obviously would see that and go, well, she she's injury prone because that's what they do. You say only, that, but like the only there's person other people on there that are injury prone that are still uh, employing. There's two people who get away with the injury prone thing, and that's Edge and Orton. Yeah, and, and Orton's I, rarely injured. To be fair, well, he, he used to be though, didn't he? He, he did. Yeah, he used to. He used to fucking his shoulders used to pop out at like fucking command. Um, <laughs> Jack and Riker, oh well, um, and Drake, Drake Maverick, Maverick. Again. again, again. But I think I get the impression that he knew this was coming this time. Yeah, because that video it, went up fairly quickly. That video went up like literally minutes after it got announced. Yeah. So I think he probably recorded that. Mm. Look, looking at the picture, that picture, though the video, sorry, that looked like when he released that video where he was crying and got rehired. Well, it's part of the same bit, isn't it? That's what I mean. It looked, it looked like the whole thing looked like it was shot then, though. Oh, I see. Is what I'm saying. So, and obviously, he's really good mates with the EC3. EC3 has the whole free your narrative thing. It felt like it had that very free the narrative edge to it, didn't it? Yeah, it's quite gritty. They're, for anyone who hasn't seen them, they're both free on YouTube, and they are both they very are outstanding, very good shows. A teasing, teasing the third to be with Bray, which will be. Oh, get, get a 
get a little bit of cheeky Bill Carr for the boys. Anyone who doesn't know Bill Carr, he's fantastic. Um, <laughs> Doesn't doesn't get doesn't get enough exposure in my eyes. He's a very good wrestler, very good big guy. Um, it's disappointing yeah, though. Like I was just saying, back to this. Um, as you're saying, it's disappointing. Um, and it's a shame. Like people like Tegan Knox and Drake Maverick, and we were saying this just before we started recording. Like, if you've got nothing for them on main roster, send them to NXT UK. Yeah, have Maverick either in ring or someone's mouthpiece. Well, have Tegan I've, Knox come in. Like just. I think they've both got partners who live in the US. So then that's why it's it wouldn't have been feasible for NXT UK for those two. But yeah. even still, just they, they got called up quite abruptly on NXT from NXT. Like Tegan Knox literally returned from injury. Yeah. On an oh, she showed up on NXT and then the next week she was on SmackDown with Shotzi, wasn't she? Yeah, like literally days later she was on SmackDown with Shotzi. Drake Maverick just randomly appeared on well, no, Drake, Raw. Drake Maverick was 205 Live manager, wasn't he? Yeah, no, but I mean, when he came back up to Raw, he ran, he randomly appeared on Raw just to start feuding with Reginald because he had fuck all for him. Oh, oh, when he came back. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Because he was also the author's a pain manager for a bit as well, at the same time as being 205 Live GM. He was. They made him piss himself on Survivor Series. Oh, God. Oh, don't remind me of that. That's probably around about this day, isn't it? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Yeah, that's on that day, Drake piece. Clearly, <laughs> there was I can't remember. What, I think I saw it earlier on this year. WWE have released eighty-two members of yeah, staff, I've, wrestlers, I've, talent backstage, what have you. I've just seen that. It's crazy, isn't it? I mean, there's two there's two ways of looking at it. One is that it's the knock-on effect for them to for stop talent, talent. In which case, why would you just? If you've got no intention of using these people, why stop Palatons? Yeah. The other is like, and this is the way I'm genuinely looking at it now because I'm that kind of jaded on WWE's just general business at the moment. Yeah. Is if you look at like some of the really talented people, they just absolutely completely wasted. Keith Lee is like the big one for me, mm. where Keith Lee could have been world champion tomorrow. Yeah. Yep. He, he could have literally like been where like, he could, he could have been in the position Big E was in, Big E's in, won money in the bank, cashed uh-huh. in, world champion, everyone's made up. Yeah. Um, and they decided they wanted to change everything about him. Um, so in that sense, I think it's a blessing they're away from that creative team because... Mm. Just stifled. They can actually, like, carrying Cross when he was Killer Cross... And he's obviously back to kill across now. Some of the most creative stuff I've seen, like ever. It was really cool. Um, yeah. Some really clever stuff he was doing in Impact. Did some really cool and different stuff at Lucha Underground. If these guys get even like half the chance to just kind of like flex the creative muscles, they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And at, at that point, it's like, well, if you're if you're looking at it as like almost like a relief that somebody's left the company. As opposed to, oh, that's really shit. You've lost a job. When yeah. when I'm looking at it, like going, yeah, but at least they get to do what what, what I know they're good at doing. Exactly. As yeah. opposed to doing what some fucking crazy Howard Hughes billionaire <laughs> having their wings clipped, creatively. drinking his own pit in his office, fucking wants to do. <laughs> I think you should do this because that's how I think you think you think. <laughs> no. What? No, no, it's not. What? 
No. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just fucking do better, WWE. Mm. Um, moving on. And it was obviously we've got um, Charlotte and Becky Lynch facing each other at uh, Survivor Series, and there's no shortage of tension between these two. No. Um, I've only managed to copy and paste half the article because we realised we forgot to do that, just to pull the curtain back. Um, <laughs> so this all started with the title belt exchange thing they did a few weeks ago, yeah. where it kind of devolved into a shoot. Um, Becky Lynch actually opened up about that on um, Ariel Helwani's MMA Hour podcast. Uh, Big Time Bex claimed she knew Charlotte was going to derail the segment. Uh, she said there was a plan in place that was supposed to go one way. And it went one way, and then everyone, if it went one way, everyone would have had a moment. It would have been great. I'm in the back. I said, this isn't going to happen. She's going to do something else. And she did exactly what I said she was going to do. Obviously, Charlotte, like, dropped the belt, and then Becky just threw the belt at Charlotte. Mm. Um, And, yeah. And um, there's been a lot of, like, verbal spats on Twitter as well. Um, Charlotte put a thing up saying... It it was weird because like I saw it and I was thinking, well, that's that doesn't really sound right. Where she was like saying, "Oh, people wouldn't be complaining this much if I was a man about yeah, me holding the world title." Mm-hmm. And then, and I I saw it and I was like, "Well, everyone hated when Roman was champion until he turned heel." Yeah, Cena would get booed out the building routinely. Who was when on? he was champion? Cena. Oh, Cena. Yeah, yeah. Triple H's reign of terror. Uh, it's called the reign of terror for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I get what she's saying that like, obviously it would, would be, it, it can be perceived as like a, a different sort of like thing for men and women. I do get that. Right. But at the same time in this instance, I do feel like that maybe she's a bit naive to say that mm. because it's more the fans want to see somebody different in that put in that position. It's not that they don't like her. It's not that they are, like. It's not that oh, she's a woman. That's why I don't want to see her in that position. It's, it's nothing to do with that. It's I want to see someone different. It's like every fucking week there's a thing on trending on Twitter. Like give Naomi or give Liv Morgan a chance. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it is. People want to see somebody different. And Somebody they did, they, actually they tried that for all of all of a cup of coffee with um Nikki Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross and Rhea. Yeah, yeah. Rhea's title reign. Similar degree. It was yeah. And like in, that's the other thing in the same interview. Um she said about oh yeah, like Rhea Ripley, someone I really see as a star. I was like, Well, why didn't you let her beat you? Mm. Why 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 didn't you say I want and obviously there was the thing come out where she said she wanted Bianca to beat her and WWE and I don't think it's Charlotte. Like it's not Charlotte. No, it's not entirely her. No, 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 no. But at the same at the same time, I think she's very naive to say that. Someone who agreed with that sentiment was Becky Lynch, who replied to that tweet uh, or quote retweeted the, the the thing like the interview, saying it's not a man or a woman thing. It's down to the person. Um, nobody acts like this. Yeah, jeez, <laughs> which was damning, <laughs> yeah. and then. Rick Flair fucking chimed in. Oh Christ! And was going, oh well, I can't wait to see Charlotte kick back his ass because no matter choreography is going to have a 
Becky looks stronger than Charlotte. It's like, oh, shut up, Rick. Shut up, Rick. Um, <laughs> Floating further and further away from that island of relevancy. <laughs> Be- Becky Lynch, um, in the same interview that we quoted there, then came out and was like, yeah, well, I, I did have a reply for Rick, and then I deleted it because before I sent it because I thought he's just sad, isn't he? Wow. And he's, deal- he's dealing with his own problems at the moment. Maybe he should focus on them. Ooh. Ooh, uh, Jesus. And then Ric Flair like did this whole thing going, Oh yeah, I gave you the, the man name. Um and you've made millions off it. I haven't made a penny. That's bollocks. Wow. Fuck Flair me. made money off being called the man, but the difference is Flair fucking has like about 80 divorces that he's got to fucking <laughs> yeah. pay alimony on. Um <laughs> also, um I remember when Flair actually copyrighted that. And it was literally during the time that Becky Lynch was starting to call herself the man. Ah, right. Flair okay. copyrighted it to basically try and get a little cash grab off WWE. Cheeky to go, fucker. To go, oh yeah, I own that. You need to give me money. Wow. And and, and they did. So he's chatting shit. Um, Ric Flair just needs to, you know, go away. But, um, <laughs> but so yeah, to say to say there's um, a little bit of a tense situation going into Survivor Series statement. <laughs> this is a match that normally I would have not give a shit about because it's like, oh, well, I've seen this about 80 times. I don't care. You, you um, just want to watch it now to see who's going to go into business for themselves. I <laughs> want them to work themselves into a shoot like Charlotte and Nia did that time and it was fell apart. It was awful. Um, <laughs> so um, WrestleVotes uh, actually commented on this, indicating that there's some real tension and disdain between Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. The finish to the Survivor Series match has been greatly debated, but WWE expects both wrestlers to remain professional. I don't see well, that happening. <laughs> you know, you know, Survivor Series is the fucking land of the screw job. Yeah. <laughs> I think fucking Becky's gonna have Becky's gonna have Charlotte in a disarmor. And then Vince is gonna come out and go, ring the bell, ring the bell. <laughs> or Adam Pierce. <laughs> oh no. They're gonna absolutely do a screw job finish on that match, I think. Yeah, and by by that, I think they should close the show. On as a screw job finish, as much as as much as I like um, Roman and E, that, that we're getting Roman and Biggie, and I want that match to happen all the time because they had a banging match the other week. Mm. Um, I, I just I just love to see fucking the fucking where 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 is it? It's New York, the New York screw job. <laughs> Oh, mate. We'll see. Um, depending on when you're listening to this, um, Survivor Series will be this evening or in a few days' time. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're doing a watch along for it, possibly. I'm not sure. I think we are. I think we've got it on our Facebook. We've, we've got it on Facebook, so. Yeah. Well, I suppose we have to. We've, we've advertised it, have Contractually obligated. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on to the last little bit of WWE news. Uh, Matt Riddle told uh, the Metro that Vince McMahon wouldn't let Randy Orton ride a camel to the ring at Crown Jewel. Orton wanted to, but Vince didn't think it was something <laughs> Randy's character would do. <laughs> I, I, I love, love, I love I that love, Orton was well up for it. <laughs> I love the visual of Randy Orton being dejected backstage because he's not allowed to ride the camel. <laughs> Just so. Just sulking, just fat, trying to find a bag to shit in. <laughs> got, got his dick in his hand, waiting to shake some poor, unsuspecting Pete production assistant's hand. 
Oh man. Oh, uh, th- th- this is the thing though. It's like I- I've made the joke about it before. Like Randy Orton's desperately trying to make it that like this whole rip- like RK Bro thing's making him more lighthearted. <laughs> like on-, on one of the house shows, he came out riding on the scooter. Yeah. That's like he that. stole the scooter off Riddle and rolls the- rode to the ring, didn't he? Um, just, <laughs> He's just having fun with it. Let him just let him just roll with it. Let him do what he wants. Yeah. Just, just let Randy Orton have a, little, <laughs> have a have a bit of a laugh. He, he's in that. Yeah, definitely. Let's go into some NXT news. Um, Troy, you've just wrote the word bodyguard here. And I, I don't know any context about it. Oh, oh. shit! It's Von Wagner, isn't it? Yeah. Oh shit! Of course. Sorry, I, I, I was, I don't watch NXT 2.0 because it's shit. Um, yeah, but this isn't on NXT 2.0. This is on SmackDown. To replace NXT 2.0 with SmackDown, mate. Um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, Von Wagner showing up, and he's going to be Adam Pierce's bodyguard. Apparently, uh, the, apparently the teasing um, Adam Pierce turning heel, possibly Ooh. having a faction as well, based on some um, copyrights they they filed this week. Oh really? For, for scrap metal, but it's not spelled like scrap metal because that would be too clever, mate. It's spelled scrap with two P's. Fuck's sake. Me- metal, like M-E-T-T-E-L. Metal. Yeah. Ge- right. Genuinely, like, I'm, I'm not making this up. They, they've, they've actually... Nothing surprises they have, me. Nothing surprises me. They have do- they've done one where it's metal, but with two L's. Right. And then they've done one where it's metal with two T's, I think. Right. And then they've done metal. They've done, like, four different versions. Scrap, scrap metal sounds like Sheiky Baby just said, hey, scrap metal, <laughs> scrap metal. <laughs> make, makes me want if that's a faction that like Adam Pierce having his own like corporation, I want Sheiky Baby to be like the manager of it. <laughs> your motherfucker, <laughs> I break your back, make you I humble. I put you in the camel clutch and make you humble. <laughs> Mr. Gagne, he paid me one million dollars to break Mr. Hogan's leg, and I said no. <laughs> Oh, cheeky baby. Uh, uh, he shares my birthday. <laughs> top, top lad. <laughs> yeah. He shares my birthday and also Joe from uh, Hallmark of Greatness's birthday. Yeah, but everyone shares a birthday with him. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, apparently uh, that we got sidetracked there. Von Wagner's a bodyguard now. <laughs> well, is it is the rest of is the rest of the the thing not showing up for you on the document because it says it ringside. Says, it literally oh. just says bodyguard. Oh, I, that's weird. Because the whole thing says that's, ringside news says Von Wagner will be sticking around on Friday night SmackDown as Adam Pierce's bodyguard. That's that's why I said it just says bodyguard, mate. What's going on? Well, I mean, you did well <laughs> considering that was just off one word. So well done. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh I think we should do a party version of news where we just put one word and we've got to guess what the news starts <laughs> Party news. Party news. Do, do yes. that over Christmas. Tune in for some party news over the coming weeks. That can be the Christmas episode. <laughs> Just make up your own news based off the one word and see how close to the actual news it is. <laughs> oh, actually, we should totally do uh, um, when we're doing like the quiz. Like, have I got news for you, but with wrestling news? Yes. That's what we should do. Oh, have I got wrestling news for you? There we go. Have I got wrestling news for you? There we go. That's coming soon. Brilliant. Might even put it on Jack's radio. (laughs) Moving on. uh, WrestleNomics Brandon Thurston 
said the median viewer age for this week's record low rated episode of NXT 2.0 was once again 62 years old. How, how does Let, that happen? Let's make it look like a kid's TV show and add swears so, um, so, the, so the kids want to watch you. Those 62 year old kids. I mean, let, let's be honest, the target audience is an audience of one who's 82, so... That's true. Or is he 80? He's in his 80s. He's old, he's old as shit. That's all <laughs> that matters. Um, Fucking hell. Yeah, like, either way, it's a target audience of one, isn't it? It's just what Vince wants to see. Vince yeah. thinks good. Yeah. Doesn't, doesn't matter about anything else. Um. Yeah, I mean... How? I say about that. I don't get how. Like, I don't know fully know how these rating things and median viewership age works. But how is it sixty two? Well, wouldn't it be whoever the TV license is registered to? Oh, so it's a load of young kids, but they're registered to their parents' house. Not necessarily, I suppose, because it's like it'd be. I don't know. It, apparently, like the whole system is like really dated and really backwards, and there's like. It's like the old Nielsen rating system from like the 90s or something, isn't it? Yeah. I was talking to Big Tasty about it and he said like there's people who like literally like make it their career to study this to try and figure it out. Wow. Because it's like that, like dated. Or here's a novel idea. Come up with a newer one that's more accurate and less dated and not shit. Although saying that, I really don't care that much about ratings or no viewership or anything like that. I know uh, there are uh, a lot of people to do. Clearly, as you say, people study it. But well, I think the thing the thing is with the ratings is obviously like WWE made a big deal about it, which is why AEW now make a big deal about it because if they're doing well in the market that WWE were saying you did well in, mm. then it shows that they're viable competition. Which is like the only fucking person who doesn't think the viable competition at this point is Nick Khan. Yeah. Uh, crazy Nick Khan. Fucking the evil Khan. It's the uh, same Nick Khan that said he wouldn't mind Raw being six hours long. The Wrath of Khan. The ra- <laughs> uh, Khan! <laughs> and then we've got fucking face down Khan, where it's Tony Khan, just like, hi guys. <laughs> hi guys. You just, just don't let him don't let him speak. You can't, you can't control the volume of his voice. It's like an overexcited child. He can't control the pitch or volume of his voice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, what do you say, Tony? <laughs> oh, oh, mate. I love Tony Khan. I'd love to give him a little cuddle. <laughs> he seems like such a, such a genuinely wonderful fella. And then you he hugged him. Do you reckon like a really high-pitched squeak would come out? Like one of those teddy bears. That <laughs> like, I, I think he'd start like quite like, because he's like, oh, well, well thanks. thanks. <laughs> <laughs> like, tickle me, Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> Tickle me, Tony. <laughs> Tickle me, Tony. <laughs> oh, guys, Tony Khan, love, him. Uh, love him. doing the Lord's work. Um, <laughs> yeah, but um, either way, it's uh, ratings. Yeah, moving on. Um, <laughs> well, back to NXT. Not, not tickle me, Tony. Um, WrestleVote says one of the original ideas for NXT 2.0 was to change the show from TV PG to TV 14. Um, that's apparently still on the table and the USA Network is on board with it however there is no time frame for when this is going to happen he did you've had the Braun Breaker doing a cheeky little shit here and there haven't he yeah it's it's a slow burn it, like the, 
I was saying to Aaron when we were doing the, the 2.0 review the other day, this isn't going to be an overnight thing where next week they're suddenly going to come out of like tits, asses. You like, say that. Shit. That's what you did with the Asudera. Wow. Yeah. The Asudera of Vince just like opened raw and was like, it's going to be edge here. And then, like, next thing, like, it was just fucking, what the hell's going on? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> like the apocalypse. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, pff, make it a TV 14. Your, your viewership age is still going to be 62, probably older. And I'm not sure it's going to make it any better. Like, we still review well, 2.0 just was, because it's more for hilarity rather than quality it, of any At this wrestling. point, you review because it's a fever dream. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, like, just the, the way to draw in more viewers is just put out a better product. Yeah. It's not fucking it's not to make it edgier. Science. Yeah. You can make it edgier and make it a better product. I mean, AW, No, but what I mean is, like, making it edgier isn't, like, the the, the, the solution no. to your problems. Well, that, that's what I was about to say. AW have an edgier product in the sense they do swears every now and again and stuff like that. Um, but the actual- say every now and again. This, this week's Dynamite, <laughs> there was a lot of swears because it was Cowboy shit, like, National um, Cowboy shit day, and um, and Brian Danielson did shout. I'm gonna I'm gonna stamp his fucking head in about you believe know at one point. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, the 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 thing that kind of makes it more appealing is long term storytelling. For the most part, coherent storytelling. Mm. They're not releasing people like in the middle of a storyline, so you can't get invested in them. Yeah. Like, like um, I read about Alistair Black, where the whole thing was him and Biggie were meant to like be one of the main events for SummerSlam. Yeah, yeah. And they released them like straight after he debuted and attacked Biggie. But they after having they, been off TV for like what six months or something was eight it? months, eight months. Yeah, but they they had literally planned like a what a four month feud. Yeah. So it's amazing that Biggie got to where he's got. Do you reckon we'd have got this kind of House of Black thing that he's now doing as Malachi Black? Do we think that was the similar yeah, kind of character of, gimmick? Aesthetic? Yeah, I think I think the Malachi character is a bit more like a bit more darker than the because mm. that was more that like the tales of the Dark Father. It was almost like he was like talking about having like an like a manager or something coming in. Mm. Are like some someone someone basically like pulling the strings behind them, right, right. Whereas the House of Black's more like that. There is there is like sort of like shadowy figures working behind them, mm-hmm. but it's more like they're working with them. I see, yeah. And that he's kind of like there to sort of expose the. Then again, the fucking promo we cut this week was just like completely different from anything he's done. So I don't know what he's doing now. <laughs> Started having like fucking uh, effects on his voice and all that. Oh. So he sat more demonic and he was like the things like starting to like spread across his face. Oh nice. Yeah, it's, it's pretty it was pretty cool to be fair. Okay. Like sat sat there in like a dark room, like it was uh, black and white, and he had like a the uh, black towel like over mm-hmm. his head, like it's Taz. And he was like nice. rocking, and then he had like that big like little black thing over his face. Cool. Yeah. See, um, that's edgy TV. That's that's compelling. Do but, more yeah, of that. Like, the the whole thing is is that WWE wants to control and because they want to control, they also end up stifling the creativity of the wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Whereas AW Impact, MLW, they allowed like a modicum of control yeah. to the wrestlers, or at least 
if not control input, which is what they want. Mm, like, mm. it's not hard to give, like, to get a bit of creative input off like somebody who you're writing a character for. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, you just, you just, it, it happens in films. It happens in TV. Look at Will Ferrell. He, he'll like literally, mm-hmm. he'll look at a script and then he'll start ad libbing stuff, and people go, "Fuck, that's way funnier." Let's use that. <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's just hold back with the company in it. Yeah. Uh, before we move on oh, to, we've got some breaking NXT news, and this oh, is gonna, this is going to upset you, Troy. Oh God. Um, oh, no. WWE have reportedly scrapped the Mei Ying character. Ah, oh, for fuck's sake! I mean, to be fair, I kind of thought that a couple of weeks ago when they had Boa yeah. just kind of like almost feel like he'd taken on her character. That's yeah, disappointing. My- um, Mike Johnson of PW Insider has reported WWE has scrapped the main character altogether and the woman who portrayed a Karen Q will now be going as Wendy Chu on NXT 2.0. Oh, for fuck's sake. I mean, she's still a very good wrestler, so I'm down seeing a wrestler at least. Yeah, before. but Tian Shah was really Tian... cool, man. Yeah, but Tian Shah was Triple H and Shawn Michaels' baby. And yeah. like Vince has literally reached into NXT and by which this is quite a good fit in um, Fitting a little metaphor, this considering Triple H had heart problems and then all of a sudden NXT died. Um, yeah. re- reached in, pulled the beaten heart out and just threw it on the floor. Mm-hmm. And then got Brother Love to stamp on it because Vince doesn't be able to shoot dirty. That's fucking disappointing. Really disappointing. But as you say, she's she is a good wrestler. So even if it's not it, without the, the main game. If we, if we get some like stuff with her and Bivens, I'm down for it. Beavins. Beavins. Let's talk about some NXT UK, Troy. Um, yes, boy. Do you want to take this first one, seeing as you, you're the person who told me? Yeah. Uh, shitty news. Flash Morgan Webster has revealed on his Instagram that he will be undergoing shoulder surgery to repair a torn labrum after putting it off for three years. Yeah. I mean, I remember... Um, I, I remember... Um, God, it would have been before the the oh, fuck, what was it? It wasn't the the original UK tournament, the second UK tournament, the Zach Gibson one, right? Um, the number one tens one, and Flash was in that. I remember just before hearing that he injured his shoulder. God, that long ago. Well, and then they were like, ago. and then they said, "Oh yeah, like he, he he managed to like not need surgery." Um, and he put on like everything he's achieved in like that three years. It's crazy. Yeah, like, so like, imagine like I did that working with a torn labrum. Imagine what I can do once that's fixed. Yeah. And he, he did, um, he did a couple of PWG shows like the year before and he was, everyone was like, this guy's incredible. So did he? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I can't remember. He wrestled, he wrestled somebody and it was like, this is why I'm, I've got a feeling it was Jonah. Damn. He, he wrestled like a big horse and got like murdered, but then he like he had like some like good, like very good matches as well. He was, he was in bowler, I know that much. Okay. Um, That's kind of how they wrote him off NXT UK this week. Was he had that match with Rampage, suffered an injury, and that's that's how they've written him off. So fighting yeah. big hosses clearly doesn't work for Flash Morgan Webster <laughs> going about yeah. happy slapping people in the face. Yeah, he said because he said in that time he's uh he was in that tournament, he him and Mark Andrews, which I completely forgot, appeared on Raw, wrestled the Viking Raiders. They did, yeah, 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 yeah. The UK champion, 
uh, NXT UK Tag Team Champions, uh, which obviously they won that. They had that awesome ladder match. Um, yeah. Gallus that, won. They improvised that spot, didn't they? Where, like, was it one of the ladders, like, dropped or broke or something? So they both they went meant, off the same one. Yeah, they were meant to do the... Um, they were meant to do, like, the Hardy Boys, like, sort of stereo ladder spot. That was it. Um, and they put... I think they put Mark Coffey on the table or Wolfgang on the table and yeah. the table broke. Yeah. As they put him on it. Um, so they both just jumped off onto the other the other member of Gallus. Pretty cool. um, Yeah, and then obviously he's, uh, he was saying we've had the sub... Not really. It's the right home boat done, is there? Yeah. Um, he said, um, been fighting surgery for three years... NXT UK Tag Team Championships, Monday Night Raw, TakeOver Ladder Match, Dusty Classic, Inaugural Heritage Cup Tournament, the Subculture Run, all done with a torn labrum. Time to get it fixed. Let's see what I can achieve when I'm all systems go on my return. Rampage Brown, I'll hit you up for round two when I'm good to go. I forgot that he was in the Heritage Cup Tournament. Yeah, man. Completely forgot about that. Yeah, um, yeah hopefully he's okay. Um, and it's not doesn't keep him away from the ring for too long. Mm-hmm. Um Torn labrum's usually like four months. So what um did Finn have a torn labrum? Finn did, yeah. And uh, Kenta. Kenta Cena had one. So got that like Kenta's got that quite yeah, yeah. Finn, that quite visible scar like on the shoulder there. Yeah, Kenta's got that really thick scar on his yeah, shoulder. Man. Um yeah, um, more more on um more on torn labrums and shoulder surgery release. Okay. Um <laughs> yeah. Um, but hopefully flashes back soon because it, it's I'm I'm thinking it's like four to six month healing period. But then like Bala was out like for, I think Bala was off for like nine months. But then Bala like made it worse by like shoving his shoulder back in his socket and then yeah finished the match because he's a lunatic. <laughs> um, yeah, moving on. Um, according to PW Insider. Walter is currently more open to moving to the United States than he was when he first signed with WWE due to the changes in his personal life. Um, it was um, not to delve into it too much because it's personal life, but his uh, wife lived in Germany and she didn't want to move to the US. And they have unfortunately for him split up. Um, and now he's much more open. So I, th- I feel like Walter and Cesaro on the uh, UK Ooh. tour was kind of like a little a prelude, to... a little teaser. I, I think it was his little, his little tryout because they teased, they teased Bala versus Walter on main roster. Mm. But... They teased it for fucking takeover. Do you know why? Do you know how I know that? Because I've got a fucking ticket sat here, dated. Because I, I got it out the other day when I went to the live event and was it was in the same envelope. I was like, ah, takeover Dublin. Bollocks. Remember that, means? Well, I don't because it didn't happen, did it? Had fucking ringside seats and everything. I was gonna get one hey, of those fancy hey, branded chairs. Hey, you got fucking ringside seats at NST UK not, last night. Did, did. did you get did you get anyone slammed in front of you in there? I did. Did they they, they they usually go for that corner you sat you were sat in? They they did. I can't tell you who it was though. Oh, is it, is it the, the surprise debut that's happening next week that you nearly spoiled for me? I can't say anything. Exactly. Um, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm contractually obligated to, to say nothing. But I, I, I remember, I remember that when when you nearly fucking spoiled that for you. Was like, shut up! <laughs> Silence. <laughs> Not a word. 
yeah, yeah we, Walter in my life at any time is yeah, good. Um, also, he's now dating Jenny, so maybe she'll go over to NXT with him. Mm, Sad jokes with Connor Moses. To be fair, I think she'd be a fucking banging fit for main roster. Mm. She's, big, yeah. she's just an, she's just awesome. Yeah. Before I've we move the, on to, I've got, got the fear that Walter's getting put on an SS uniform if Vince gets his hands on him. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> it's gonna. I'm, there's there's one person I'm absolutely terrified about Vince getting his fucking hands on. It's Walter. It's Walter. Yeah. Like no, no. <laughs> Uh, that anyway, we're going to change your up. name to Bismarck. <laughs> Bismarck, ah! fuck me, B- Blitzkrieg. You've <laughs> <laughs> already done that. The leech called Blitzkrieg. Oh dear. Anyway, let's move on to some AEW news. So, um, let's start off with Fightful debunking a rumor uh, regarding Warner Media and they're limiting the use of women on AEW TV shows. Um, they said. Over the last year or so, Fightful has had several inquiries regarding the rumour of uh, TNT only wanting one women's match per show, limiting the level of women's action seen on Dynamite. Fightful has spoken to sources within AEW and Turner who have indicated that was never a decree made and a request for more or less women's matches wasn't something that was outlined or passed along to others within the company. Instead, we're told that Warner Media is more focused on good content and particularly enjoy when the product has a good social rating and TV ratings story. Um, as indicated by the press releases, they send to the media when the show performs well in viewership. Um, I mean... That sounds like I, a bit of a cop-out. Because they've not outrightly said, well, no, like, oh, we'll just focus on good content and good social ratings. Well, no, they've, they've, they've basically, like, the, the rumour was that Warner had said they only want one women's match on the show. Mm. And they basically just said, no, that wasn't the case at all. We just want them to focus on good stories and good content, which is what they're doing. Um, but good stories, good content is more women's matches, which I've been clamoring for. And yeah. it still doesn't feel like there's that there's, much. Yeah, I mean, they're putting, they're putting more of an emphasis on like doing backstage stuff and building stuff like for Rampage. So it's not just, let's just throw this match on. Mm. Um, there, there's been there's been a few more women's matches on. Like a lot of the time it is just one a week, which is not which they can do better with. I mean, but there was how many were on full gear? One. Two. Excluding the pre-show. One on the main show, yeah. Yeah. But I think once they've got the TBS championship, that that'll change. I, I think, think a bit more. I think they'll probably have more women's matches in, in general yeah. once they've got the TBS. And but, also the women's roster at the moment is still not massive. Mm. Like that's the other well, issue. It's, it's not not massive. I think they've got a decent amount of women, but I just don't think they're, I don't want to say TV ready, but I'm going to say TV ready. Like, no, I get that. Almost the finished product. Like Jade Cargill, like as much TV time as she gets, still isn't like the finished product, if you like. She's no, still. Jade, Jade Cargill's definitely like a work in progress. Yeah. But that's what Which I mean. Can... I think they've got a lot of people that are like that or, or, or slightly lesser. Yeah, there's a decent it, amount of women, but they're just then nowhere near ready to kind of be put on in any regularity. Yeah, like you, you look at you look at the women's division, and the only women's wrestlers they really showcase is um, obviously Britt, Sheeta, uh, Thunder Rosa, Sheeta. 
Lola but Rose. she she does like here and there a lot of the time. Like mm. she is at the moment because she's in a feud with Serena Deeb. Yeah. Which again, but I think that that's why I think we're we are going in a positive direction with it. Yeah. It's just there's a lot of a lot of work that does need doing, as you say, there's a lot of people who aren't TV ready. There's a lot of um and also there's just as I say, there's a lot of compelling storylines at the moment. I feel, I feel like going from full gear where they've got like that kind of gap where they don't have um, like this story, this story, this story, this story to build up. It's almost like they've got, they're on like the reset now where they can build other things. They can do other things. And I think, I think as well, obviously with them um, more, sadly more releases, that have come from WWE and with the TBS championship, I feel like they're probably going to present that like the TNT championship and have yeah. open challenges. Have, like defended I'll... every week almost. Yeah. Like, cause they can bring in like an outside talent, like a Scarlet Bordeaux, like a Ty Valkyrie yeah. who can come in, have a like one and done really good TV match. And then it elevates that champion and it elevates the title. And yeah, yeah, yeah. it makes the women's division feel more important. I... Mm. As I say, I feel like there is, definitely strides in the right direction yeah but there's still work to be done and mm. i think i think with um the moving away from the pay-per-view now and obviously they had like a lot of matches they already had pre-built for that pay-per-view mm-hmm. it makes sense that they've now got the opportunity to do that and i i feel like um deep and uh Shida, they were kind of holding fire on pulling the trigger on so they can make it a, like because they could probably do like um a main event of a dynamite with her mm. and like it, they do they do like try every now and again to have like a dynamite where it feels like a pay-per-view yeah yeah they, they could they could feasibly have that like main event the dyna a dynamite or like mm-hmm. certainly be like one of the sort of marquee matches on the card for it yeah yeah um as well as obviously the finals of the TBS Women's Championship, uh, they've got the semis coming up. I imagine there's going to be a lot of like kind of um, build around them as well. Yeah, yeah. So they are moving in the right direction. Obviously, not yeah. entirely, but at the same time, the the other thing is that they've um, they've been showcasing a lot more like younger talents as well. Mm, so mm. that 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 is. That is quite nice that they are. Yeah, definitely. Like bringing a younger talent to kind of go, we've got these guys. Mm-hmm. Moving on, um, Andrew Zarian, uh, Matt Men podcast said before he left AEW for rehab, John Moxley was originally scheduled to win the AEW World Title Eliminator Tournament and turn heel by the end of Full Gear. It felt like he was sort of turning heel anyway. I mean, the last match I watched with him was against was it against Ten? And he did a, a bad, Against bad ten murder he, on him. He just fucked him up. Yeah. Where Ten was pissing buckets of blood out. was fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> Dear. From Moxley biting him. That's vicious. Yeah. Proper vicious. Um, yeah. yeah. The thing is... I, sorry, go on. I've, I've got something uh, to sound this. I think you probably already said it before. And I, I feel like... Um, I, I feel as, as though... Like a lot of what AEW is doing now, they've kind of like chopped and changed people in Mox's place. Mm. Like Moxley, um, 
obviously was meant to be in the final. Then Miro took his place. Um, Brian Danielson won it, and he turned heel on Hangman. Oh, I see. Was very abrupt and out of nowhere. Considering he wasn't, he wasn't a like big baby face, but he, he said he wasn't showing heelish tendencies. Well, he, he was more shades of grey. Okay, fair enough. He was more of a tweener. Like he was a vicious baby face. Right, right. Um, and then he just completely turned heel and he was like, mm. "Yeah, I, I wanted to face Kenny Omega on Hangman Page." Um, that would have been a more compelling match, and all just giving Page shit and. <laughs> I was like, where the fuck's this coming from? And then mm. those are bad murder. But yeah, I, I feel like they, they even did like the tease in the ladder match where it mocks and hangman had like the little face off. Mm. And like the, like the crowd were like electric for yeah. it. I was so excited by the prospect of that. Thing and is, when, go on. I was going to say, when we do eventually get that match, it's going to be fucking amazing. Yeah. There's no way Mox is coming back here, though. Not right away. No, it will take a while to build him back to that sort of thing because there's no he's he's getting a fucking a monster pop when he comes back. Mock, he's good enough though that he could fucking turn that crowd on. He is, he is that good. He could he could quite easily. The fact the fact that when him and Hangman were like trading blows, people were booing Moxley loud. Really, and the fact that. As soon as Daniel, uh, as soon as Brian Danielson came out and was like, "I'm going to take that belt off you, I'm going to embarrass you," everyone was like, "Fuck you, Brian!" <laughs> like everyone, like at Hangman's like the perfect person to turn someone heel mm. because he's, he's so, so over. over. Yeah, he, yeah. Even when they were like trying to turn Hangman heel on Kenny, the crowd ended up getting behind Hangman more than Kenny, so they went out for good. Gonna have to, we're gonna Fine. have to flip reverse this <laughs> if we um, must. <laughs> but that that's that's one thing that's quite cool is that Khan's um Tony Khan said like he listens to the fans if if there's a positive reaction for someone yeah. he's going oh where's that come from he'll yeah, yeah. he'll he'll keep an eye on it and then he'll go okay let, let's just turn the face mm-hmm. like organic um, yeah like best friends best friends were heels when they started in AW and then yeah everyone fucking loves them so it's like yeah well. We'll just turn the face. Yeah. <laughs> top, top lads, the best friends. Um, moving on. Um, full gear did around 145,000 uh, buys per WrestleNomics. Um, after splitting revenue with pay per view characters and characters, carriers, and adding in ticket and venue merchandise sales, AW is estimated to have generated $7 million in revenue from the event. Damn. That will make it the second most successful show in company history, but well behind this year's All Out. I didn't realize how much All Out made, like how big All Out was. All Out's like their version of like Mania. Mania, though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or uh, All Out or Double or Nothing, I'd say. Prob- probably swing it more towards All Out. All Out seems so. Mm. I don't know, actually. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Like, because mm. they, ne- each- they never tell you, like, I don't think they want to like specifically like go. Oh, this is mania. That's this what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't. I suppose it'd be SummerSlam like... because it's like a week, the week after SummerSlam, wouldn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And all That's... out's been pretty hit and miss in the in their like kind of company history. Mm. It's decent though. Yeah, it, it's like that for for um, full gear. Like it was, it was a solid show, top to bottom. It was a very good show. Um, 
Maybe apart it from was. the Minneapolis street fight. Yeah. I thought that was quite fun, though. It was fun. It was all right. It was, just... it was weird the way it started. It started off as like a traditional, like match. almost like a Survivor Series match. Yeah. And that, then um, they remembered the rules. Yeah. Or lack Dan of. This um, is going to be a guest on uh, the Jericho Cruise. And he's going to have his own uh, podcast talking about wrestling belts because he's got his own podcast talking about wrestling belts. He's like, oh, no way. He's like a proper like wrestling history nerd. Nice. That's why. That's, that's why he's like such a like old school heel. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I read that. I was like, wait, why is Dan Lambert doing this? And I, it was like looking. Oh, what was it called? I can't remember what it's called. It was. So, it was something like looking back at belts or something like that. Right. Or belts through the years. And I was like, wait, what? And it's like, yeah, he's, he's like, he, he owns like a couple of like decommissioned belts that don't get used anymore. That he's wow. perfectly bores. He's like proper big into wrestling. Top which man. is why he shows up every time he can. Nice. That's pretty <laughs> top cool. Top team, mate. Top team, not top lad. <laughs> American top team. Um, Sticking yeah. with uh, Full Gear News, um, the AW tag team title match uh, at the same pay-per-view uh, was changed on the fly due to Dax Harwood suffering some kind of injury. Uh, Fightful Select says there was some heat on Ray Phoenix backstage over how stiff he works and that he didn't immediately check in on Harwood. I didn't see when this particular incident happened in the match. I, I missed it. I'll have to go back and watch it. I think it was outside the ring. I think Phoenix booted Harwood in the head. Oh, Christ. But, like, not, like, not, well, not booted him. You know, when he does, like, that hook kick. Yeah. Oh, I think yeah, 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 yeah. Like, flush with it. Um, right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like, Phoenix, obviously, he's, he's, um, well, First off, English second language could be the could be the language barrier. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Also, Mexico, like the the way they kind of like it's do things, stiff. it it's stiff, but also they just kind of carry on. Like they yeah. they kind of the whole thing with that is it's just <laughs> get it to off. the <laughs> yeah get get to the end goal, get to the finish. This is what yeah. we need to. This is where we need to go. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean. Jesus, FTR have had such bad luck with it with like injuries, yeah, haven't they? Jeez, yeah, fucking Cash nearly losing his arm the other week. Um, <laughs> um, Dax just getting booted in the head. Um, he looked on Dynamite this week. He looked fucking loopy. Um, really? Yeah, he looked. He looked like he wasn't quite. Like, he, he caught promo. He, he was speaking fine. He just looked like he was a bit zoned out. Um, like he had a concussion. Um, but yeah. Uh, they also announced, um, obviously, again, a rematch in AAA for the AAA tag team titles Nice in December. Um, so I, I think Dax might have a little receipt coming for Phoenix. Oh, Christ. Um, and al- <laughs> also, um, they announced a uh, eight-man tag of Cody and Death Triangle versus Andrew, Daddy, Malachi, Black, and FTR. Nice. So we've got that to look forward to as well. Um I can't remember when that's happening, if that's happening on Dynamite next week or the week after. Um, okay. It, it is coming coming up, though. Um, yeah. Well, while we're on the subject of injuries, and I'm not going to down the news, but apparently Malachi Black was injured off the back of full gear so, as well. Yeah, I, I read up about that before. There wasn't really a great deal to report. In fact, funnily enough, I've just opened my phone and the article's still up there. <laughs> um, uh, they haven't... And they haven't um, reported the nature of the injury but he is doing well um and he was um 
as I say, he cut, cut a promo. Um, and he said that, oh no, yeah, cut a promo. Uh, Eddie Kingston as well was another one who was reportedly yeah. injured. He yeah. apparently had injured his shoulder. He did have like the, uh, the tape on his shoulder, quite heavily taped. Uh, but he's confirmed that shoulders are fine. He won't miss any TV time. Okay. And also the setup Eddie Kingston versus Daniel Garcia, which Ooh. Ooh. We, we got a little cheeky 2.0 in Eddie Kingston promo over the boys. <laughs> Eddie Kingston just said, You let two grown men call you their father. I don't respect that. <laughs> <laughs> and Big Magic was just like, You want a taste? <laughs> and, yeah, I. I I mean, Malachi seemed okay. I I didn't even see whether he was like where he was injured. To be honest, in that match, no, nor did I. It it was it was weird though because like there was a bit where he kind of him and Cody just took himself out of it. Yeah, it, that match felt a bit. Uh, I didn't. It didn't quite click. Like towards the end, it just felt like a bit of a mess. Yeah, that, that's where I thought like maybe Malachi got hurt there. Yeah, just feel like it. I don't want to say fell apart, but just you know, like you know what would have been better? Just keep Malachi and Cody out of it and just have Pack first Andrade three, three. Yeah, yeah. Because their two matches were fantastic. That mm. I mean, to be fair, that match was fucking awesome. Yeah, like anytime Pack's in the ring with anybody, it's exciting. Yeah, definitely. Cody pulled his weight. He did did what he needed to do. To those, to those whole fucking homelander stuff, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's it's an interesting to see um, whether he's actually gonna miss any ring time or like because sometimes they can hide it quite well by just having people do promos and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Uh, obviously, like th- this is moving on to the next story. Um, Kenny Omega is um, PW Insiders reported the word making the rounds. Is Kenny Omega will be out for a while and probably needs shoulder surgery. He, I remember Meltzer saying, "Fuck this would have been like last year." Kenny tore his labrum and like, yeah, it. I think it was in the match with Mox. Oh, okay. Uh, when he won the title, I'm pretty right, sure. Right. So, but like, he's obviously he's had like issues with uh, vertigo, uh, a hernia. Uh, he's got his knees are fucked. Um, Bloody hell. So he needs he's I, he's not but you think about it he's not really missed any ring time at no. all other than other than like when is it his New Japan contract expired and he was announced for AW mm. so yeah he, he didn't have a match from like January to May and then he didn't have a match after that like May to June it's not a huge like, amount he, of time out there he basically wrestled like once a month. Yeah, where EW was waiting for the TV show to debut, right, right. Um, from when he went to um, when he went like from the double or nothing match to that, mm-hmm. he had one match a month. Um, because they were just doing like monthly pay per views, weren't for a bit? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he's he's had a little bit of time off to like recuperate, but he's not. Had to, great deal and like you think the quality of matches he's been putting out like just high caliber matches like going almost two hours with a car there yeah um and obviously like you look at his match with phoenix on dynamite earlier in the year mm-hmm. yeah um match with brian 
match with Brian is his match um the triple oh, threat the with triple threat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and obvious and Jungle even Boy, like he, the match against Jungle Boy. Yeah, the he? match Jungle Boy had his, his impact run as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and he had like that death match with fucking Sammy Callahan. Yeah. Um and obviously like there's been a lot of like kind of protection around that. Like he's not wrestled a great deal on dynamite this year. He's he's like when he has it's largely been in tag matches. Mm. Given obvious other than like the um the match with Christian on Rampage, the match with Jungle Boy, as we mentioned, match with Phoenix. Um mm. But he he has been largely protected. But yeah, I, I you could always see I'd like the shoulders and on being the elite. Um they kind of like highlighted it like, oh yeah, Kenny is very injured. <laughs> he needs <laughs> to take a lot of t- time off. Mm-hmm. Um Meltzer did uh, say um that AW hopes to have some clarity within the week and Kenny will be getting checked out for various injuries. He could be taking some time off to deal with them. He's stuck around this long so he could see through the hangman page storyline, which Top guy, top, top guy. guy, top top he, guy. He did, he did say, um, he did an interview before, just before full game. He said AW was, um, was kind of created for guys like Hangman to, mm. to find like their potential because yeah. they were, like, you look at Hangman's running like New Japan and Ring of Honor. He was just kind of there and like he got, oh, really, the, yeah, the books and Kenny kind of took him like rallied for him to get in Bullet Club and took him under the wing and then right. he was seeing like glimpses of oh, Hangman's awesome but he never really give him the opportunity and then yeah get to AW and it's like and like through BTE as well like they built up that character and it was like slowly 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 and now it's like yeah you've, you've gone you've gone nice. there um, but yeah there, there was another thing uh, about Kenny as well um, oh yeah did you- did you see, wasn't he like training like a spinning ring to deal with his vertigo? To deal with his vertigo. Fuck me. I'd say to you guys on the uh, on Discord yesterday, I was like, I suffer with vertigo quite badly and I struggle to walk around the house, let alone wrestle with it. Well, I can't That's imagine anything any- worse, <laughs> like wrestling in a spinning ring to combat a condition that feels like you're constantly spinning anyway. Like just, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's not nice. Fair play, Tom. Yeah, Fair play. absolutely. Well done, Kenny. Yeah. Get some rest. They did also uh, on Dynamite, they addressed it where Kenny was like, I'm, I need to I need to go and sort a few things out. Mm. But he never specifically said what that meant. He said he, he said he needs to go away and sort something out. But like, he, it was almost like he teasing a match with someone. I was like, Akada. What if he shows up in New Japan, just V-triggers Osprey once and then pins him? Just once. Just one V-trigger. Just one, one V-trigger. Um, <laughs> And then we get, then we get out. Then he goes and fucking murders Tanahashi for making him look like a dickhead on his last New Japan match. <laughs> Stamps on him like Danielson. Um, but yeah, they they started teasing uh, him and Adam Cole. Ah, oh, okay. Like uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, I want you guys to hold down the fort while I'm gone." And no, Cole was like, him. "I've got." Well, Cole went, "I've got this cleaner." And then Kenny went, "I, I was talking to the young bucks." Ooh. And Cole was even. Oh wow. They're, they're, they're doing a little heavy tease of a little heavy handed tease of um, the Undisputed Era versus the Elite. Oh. Oh. We've, got, we've got Cole and Bob Fish versus, um, versus uh, Jurassic Express on Rampage tonight as well. Big Bob Fish. Cool Big Bob Dad, Fish. 
cool dad Bob Fish. He, he went to say that's undisputed, and the young book cut him off like you can't do that. It's oh wow! Different show. Different show. <laughs> <laughs> he, he literally went, and that is and Bob's like no 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 season desist. <laughs> that was nice. Uh, moving on, a little bit of crossover news, like still sticking with AEW Dynamite. Um, Fightful says that the Briscoes were backstage at this week's episode of Dynamite. Ring of mm. Honor's The Briscoes. Uh, the Briscoes from Off of the Ring of Honor. Off of the Ring of Honor. They're, they're all right, aren't they? That'd be a decent addition to the tag team division there. They're a very good team. They'd, yeah, I feel like... Um, I, f- I feel as though um, the Briscoes will be a good fit in that tag division. Yeah, I'm just trying to find out if here we go, if they actually wrestled on dark. Um, they didn't. They didn't wrestle on elevation. Um, it looks like they didn't wrestle on. No, they didn't wrestle on dark either. Uh. No, never mind. Um. But yeah, they'd be a good. Obviously, they're the current GCW tag team champions. Yeah, them boys are like bad murderers. Them boys, they, <laughs> like I feel. I feel as though GCW is where they're more suited because they kind of added like a more like uh, hardcore edge to Ring of Honor, right? Where they they do like a lot of kind of street fights, a lot of hardcore matches. Um, they did a cinematic match called The Fight on the Farm where it was the two of them fighting on the farm. Brilliant. And apparently it was awesome. I've, I've not seen it yet. But apparently it was very good. Uh, that's how they kind of got back to reunite as the Briscoe brothers. Right, right. Um, yeah, it, it, as I say, it'll be interesting to see who from Ring of Honor, obviously Jay Lethal signed um, mm. with AEW uh, from Ring of Honor. It'll be interesting to see who does pop up. We we keep we keep trying to will Dan Housen into happening. Oh, it's gonna happen. He just he just wants Corey to give him a uh, cheeseburger. <laughs> and uh, Tony Elite to give him a job. <laughs> did you see him go into uh, to the A and W burger? Yeah, I did. <laughs> on his cushion. <laughs> and um yeah, he's back in the gym as well, Dan Housen already. Already, I know. I saw the picture of it. Up. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, he's 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 been very active during uh AW has our down our Danhausen. He's been live tweeting, he's already got a pre-set feud with Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which funnily enough, um I was talking about like maybe him and Darby would be a quite a good pairing. Yeah. Darby Darby started a feud with Billy Ass this week. Oh, Saying Dan Dan Housen, Sting, Billy and Derby versus Billy Ass and the Ass Boys. He's also um, he's he's also Aubrey Edwards' mole. Yeah. <laughs> like, every time the every time, time the same sheet. DM her. <laughs> yeah, he's setting up a setting up a feud with um the acclaimed. Um he's in with the Dark Order, his best friend Evil Uno. He's doing the Lord's work on Twitter. Yeah, Pepsi Man as well. He's good. Good friends with him, yeah. Um, but yeah, he'll 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 be there. He'll, he, he, yeah. Uh, Tony Khan fucking knows knows the fans want it. Mm-hmm. He knows Dan Housen's like an, another Orange Cassidy. He's yeah. a license to fucking print money at this yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. Just sign him, sign him yeah. up. 
do it. Um, and then get Britt Baker to like give him loads of teeth. Um, <laughs> he's dead. Uh, and final bit of AEW news. Um, Cody Rhodes deleted his Twitter account. Um, he's told Bust Open Radio last week he was moving everything to Instagram because of the amount of sniping and negativity on Twitter. I mean, you'll probably uh, get that on Instagram as well. Yeah, he's probably going to get that on his Instagram account as well. I, I, I see his point. Like, Twitter is like a wretched hive of scum and villainy. It is. I've, I've took, like, a bit of time off Twitter. I've, like, recently, I've literally, because it's just always fucking negative, especially when, like, people are trying to, like, make WWE releases about, mm. like, people losing their jobs about, oh, well, hey, is bad, and WWE like, shut, shut up. Shut up. People have lost their jobs here. Like, let's not fucking bicker about that. Let's just hope they're okay. Mm. More, like, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously there's, like, jokes about Cody and that. And, yeah, just either, either way. It, it, I, like, we joke about Cody. I, I say all the time he should delete his Twitter. He should be banned from doing, like, public speaking for AW because he, he just <laughs> said shit that, like, Tony's puts, got a fucking... Puts his foot but, in his mouth. He's just... Starting yeah. fires that Tony's got to put out. <laughs> but the thing is, it doesn't change the fact he's an inherently good person, mm, mm. and he doesn't deserve to get the shit he gets. I don't. I don't yeah. like the way he's fucked. I don't like his. I don't like his the fact that he, he won't turn fucking heel when he's the best heel in the company. Yeah. But at the same time, I, I don't want him to get fucking abuse on social media. No, no. not it's not worth that. So fair play. Yeah. Fair play to Cody. Um, might might get less comments about his neck tattoo on Instagram. Um, Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, um, that wraps up our AEW news. There's not much rest of the world stuff, but should we have a little chat about it? Because I know there's, I know this first one you're very excited about. Oh yeah, yes I am. New Japan Pro Wrestling have announced Jonah, formerly known as Bronson Reed, will be at New Japan Nemesis on December the 9th. Jonah made a surprise appearance uh, at Battle in the Valley on Saturday, confronting Impact World Champion Moose before taking out Juice Robinson and David Finley. Jonah's going moose hunting, isn't he? Oh, he's going moose hunting. <laughs> but, um, it's quite a lot of um, quite a lot of cool stuff that happened on that show. I need to, I do need to check it out. Um, it does sound like it was all right. Yeah, we did. We did also get a um, did also get a few 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 positive, few negative. Negative. Uh, Chris Dickinson, the dirty daddy, got himself injured, which mm. sounds horrible. Injury yep. where he 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 did like a frog splash, and then he like dislocated his leg, Christ, and broke part of his hip. Oh God! So he's going to be out for a while. Yeah, um, that sounds really nasty. Yeah, Chris Dickinson's a guy who I was thinking twenty twenty two. He's going to have a fucking awesome year. He's had yeah. a really good year this year. He's mm. like, but he's felt like on the precipice of something much much bigger. Right, right. Uh, he, he was another one. I thought if AW you get their hands on him, he'll do all right. Yeah, um, yeah. Speedy, speedy recovery to the dirty daddy. Absolutely. Um, Great news for uh, for Jonah though. Going back to the original point, um, that's really yeah. exciting. Yeah, um, I'm trying. To, there was something that, something else came up came out of this. Um, oh yeah, we got um, 
we've got, where is it? Jay White lost the never openweight championship to Tomohiro Ishii. Ooh. Yeah. And also Akada and Buddy Matthews just had a like cheeky little match with the boys. Wow. Um awesome. Yeah. Um can confirm Buddy Matthews did take oh no, he Buddy Matthews only took just one rainmaker. Just one. Just, okay. Just one. But he managed to evade multiple rainmakers. Ah. And he kicked out of like two tombstones, I believe. As you do. As you do. Um that <laughs> sounds like that sounds like um it was well it says here on the little review thing it was a good match. Uh got a little teaser of Osprey basically saying he wants the winner of Akada versus Takagi. So that's probably going to be night two of yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Is a Osprey versus the winner. Okay. Um yeah. Um and Ishii just showing up on a showing up on dynamite as well with the yeah, man. never open weight championship. As you do. Yeah. Um also Jay White is gonna be facing Christopher Daniels on that same um that same nemesis taping. Sweet. Yeah, so that, that that will be nice. Yes, please. Um and finally, our final little bit of rest of the world news. Um Impact Wrestling have announced the lineup for turning points um this year. Um and it's it's a doozy of a card. It is. Um so we've got in the main event, uh, the Impact Wrestling champion Moose will take Eddie take on Eddie Edwards in a full metal mayhem ma- match, basically TLC. Yeah. Um, the Impact Wrestling Knockouts champion Mickey James will play, face the winner of the 2021 Knockouts Knockdown Tournament, Mercedes Martinez. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, Impact Wrestling Knockouts Tag Team Champions, the Inspiration will defend against the Decay in a rematch. Nice. Uh, Impact Wrestling X Division Champion Trey Miguel will defend in a triple threat against Laredo Kid and Steve Macklin. We've got um, the Impact Wrestling Tag Team Champions, the Good Brothers defending against the Bullet Club, the team of El Fantasmo and uh, Chris Bay, I believe. Nice. Um, yeah, it should be a good fun match. Uh, Digital Media Champion Jordan Grace will defend against Chelsea Green. Yep. Violent by the... Va- the Violent by Designs, Eric Young and Joe Doran will face Rhino and Heath. Finn Juice will face the Decays, Black Taurus and Crazy Steve. Matt Cardona will face W. Morrissey, a.k.a. Big Cass. And Chris Saban will face Ace Austin. That like sounds a like a card, fucking that. decent card, that. Couple of, uh, couple of Dark Horse matches for Bangers there, really. Yeah, man. When is that? Do we know? Uh, it's... Tomorrow at time recording Saturday. Oh Christ! Yeah, <sighs> it's going to be a long weekend. Yeah, I might, I might, uh, I might try and check that out on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, nice. Got some awesome. good wrestling in for a uh, Survivor Series. <laughs> God, don't do it. Uh, oh. Yeah, we'll probably be doing a watch along for Survivor Series. So uh, yeah, come check us out. It will be on our Facebook uh, Untitled Wrestling Podcast and on our. Twitch, Untitled Rest Pod. Uh, yes, that has course. been the news for you, this you. week. And you on the Yao Chaub. Yao Chaub. Yao Chaub. Um, yes, that's been <laughs> this week's uh, wrestling news roundup. Thank you for joining us as always. Very much appreciated. Give us a follow on all of our social medias if you get a moment. We really appreciate it. 
share the love, spread the love, and we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Rest in peace. Hit row. Hit row. Right, play the entrance music to play us out. <laughs> Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. Yeah.